Hey, today on episode 467 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, Chrissy and I, we get a chat with Josh O'Neill. This guy's got a great story. He is the owner and the founder of the Beard Bus, which... The Beard Bus. And I was like, when you told me about it, I was like, Beard Bus? Yeah. Beard Bus? Wait a minute. No, so he does these (laughs) brewery tours here in Utah. We're going to get into that in this conversation. We talk about how he kind of had this idea, how he found the bus, how he got it all ready to go. But the kicker was... 2020 happened like right when he was about ready to launch but we're going to get into that in this conversation so let's not give away too much stuff though that's right you got to have a uh, something to wait for yeah (laughs) but hey guys welcome to this podcast if you've never been here before welcome back if you have I am Chrissy, and this is my fabulous husband Chris hey and if this is your first time here and you're wondering what this podcast is about This podcast, Chrissy and I, we're talking to the awesome people here in the Salt Lake City area. We're talking uh, to business owners, artists, musicians, food truck owners, restaurant owners. Yes, like Uh, so many interesting people. We've talked to so many fun people throughout the year, and we're just here to highlight their story. We're here to um, showcase them a little bit, because a lot of times these people get neglected and kind of looked over. Well, they're working hard, and they don't get a chance to tell their story, so we really want to bring their story to you. Yeah, and if you're looking to support the podcast, there's a great way to do that, supportsaltlake.com. These are our supporters, businesses that support us, and I know Chrissy actually had a really cool experience this last week. Oh, I legit use our supporters, especially Dr. Matt Jackson, the Elevation Chiropractic Uh, He is our amazing supporter and I would say pretty good friend. I mean, he and I were thinking we should just maybe run 2024. (laughs) Yeah, for president. president. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm liking this. That's how awesome he is. I would be on a ticket with him, but I'm not a politician. You you know, I need to get over there and get my back. (laughs) Dude, you really do. Every time I go there, I'm like, dude, I feel so bad that Chris hasn't made it over here yet because Chris would feel so good. I mean, Matt, he adjusts you, he shows you everything that's going on, explains everything to you, and then he has a meditation room at the end of your He's session. You've never told me about that. Yes, it's uh, especially the, the first visit, I believe. Oh my gosh, you have to go. It's so great. Matt is the best. So yeah, you can find his link at supportsaltlake.com that's to connect right. with Matt on the website. It's Elevation Chiropractic, Elevation right? Chiropractic, yeah, just down in Murray. On uh, 5400, go visit him and go check out the rest of our supporters on our website. All right, let's get into that conversation that we had with Josh O'Neill from The Beard Bus. This one's a good one, you guys, so you're going to want to pay attention to this one. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Let's get into it. I'm watching, just started watching, what is it, The History of Swear Words or something on Netflix. Oh my gosh. Dude, I got the alert on my phone for that yesterday or two days ago. And I meant to tell you, Chris, like, I cannot wait. Is it good? Oh, it's great. You're going to sit there and you're going to just want to like crush all of them. We had to be like, no, we need to go to bed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We totally have to start binging that after we record because I've been dying to see it. That's so cool. I want to start right at the beginning with what even the beard bus is. I mean, let's let's share with the listeners because I'm sure they have no idea what the beard bus even is because you're brand new, right? Yeah, we were supposed to launch on St. Patrick's Day 2020 was going to be our soft opening, which was in theory perfect timing. And then 2020 was what 2020 was. Uh, so it was the worst timing you could ever think of. Uh, but it is what it is. 
We are Utah's first and only brewery tour bus. We do public and private tours. Uh, essentially, in April 2019, my fiance brought me out to Denver for my birthday and we did a walking tour. And that's when this whole idea came up. I came up with the, the name and everything else. I was like, Utah has great beer, but if you're not from Utah, that's not what it's known for. No one really knows that Utah has great beer, but we should be known for that because we have amazing beer here. Yeah, we we have really good breweries, but for some reason they're not openly discussed. (laughs) Not at all. Utah is known for Mormon having a bunch of wives and maybe the snow. Uh, But I lived in Denver before and it was the craft beer capital of the United States at the time. And now it's really kind of exploded and you got North Carolina and the Northeast and just kind of everywhere has their own little beer scene. And that's known nationally. People who are into craft beer will name beers from kind of all over the nation, but Utah is just not thought of. Uh, So being someone who loves craft beer and has for a long time, I was like, how can I get involved and how can I help the industry? And really that's, that's where it all came from. I was like, I want to start a business that uh, is mutually beneficial. Absolutely. That's awesome. What were you doing before this? I mean, like what's, what's your background? What was your job before doing the beard bus? So I've been doing project management for well over a decade and all sorts of different job functionalities from manufacturing to construction. Then I was with SolarCity and Tesla for about four years. And in uh, January 2019, after the companies merged, there were layoffs after layoffs. I've dodged a shit ton of them, but then finally got my axe in January. Uh, so I was unemployed when I first came up with this idea. And then I got a job for a local construction company here in Utah. And then they ran out of money and I got laid off again at the end of 2019. So I was like, I'm so done with 2019. Bring on 2020. It's got to be better, obviously. Well, we were excited <laughs> for it in the beginning, right? We, we all were thought ex- it was the chosen one. January, <laughs> January and February were pretty great for me, at least. But... Uh, so, okay. So you, you're unemployed in January. This idea came in what you said, February or? or about the same time. About, right? about January-ish? Uh, April. April. Well, I thought That's you were. I came up with the concept and the name. and I thought you were point, launching it. though with it. St. Patrick's Day. 2019 was, oh, was 2019. when, when okay. the concept happened. Okay. So you okay. had kind of almost a year, okay. like give or take a okay. few months to to kind yeah, of actually so plan start it out. 2020, I was like, you know what? Let's take a look at this again. And I threw a survey out there to see if people would actually be interested. Is this only going to be like a tourism thing or would locals be into it? How long would people want to do it? How many breweries? So really kind of tried to get feedback from the consumer on what they would want. And that really dove in and ran numbers and was like, this is a legitimate business opportunity. Let's do it. So what was what was the response from the, the people that you were giving the surveys? I mean, I guess it must have been good because you decided to right? go. Yeah. You decided to go with it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was expecting maybe like I'd be lucky if I got a hundred responses and I had over three hundred, wow. uh, three or four hundred responses and a high percentage of it was something like 80% said they'd do it 
if they were traveling, like tourism, but they'd also do it locally. The majority was a four-hour tour in four breweries. Uh, and under $80 was the like price point that people kind of felt that they wanted to do. It was, do we do longer and charge more? Or like, what, what, what can we do? So I went to that sort of level in my survey and based off those responses, built out a, a business model off of that to see if it'd be a viable option. It was. So, and with that type of response, having three, 400 people actually take it, I was like, okay, that in of itself. Yeah, I mean, getting people to give you feedback is literally the most challenging part of doing, like trying something new. I mean, even getting people to tell you what they want for some reason. That So that's like, amazing that you got that that many people offering you feedback what yeah, was we're all busy how did you like take that from by the time you're like okay this is a this is a viable business model how did you kind of proceed with it foot to the floor and let's get shit done <laughs> that'll work that'll that'll do the job really just kind of ran numbers was super conservative on my like estimates and and that sort of thing and originally was gonna go on a much kind of cheaper route by a really cheap bus and something older. Like I have in my vision someday to have like a 1950s school bus that's all decked out and has a, even my bus right now have a big beard in the grill or something. And, but originally was going to try to do something cheap and be like, yeah, we'll just do this. And if it works, we'll upgrade later. And, I realized that's probably not the, the bus is the business. So if it's breaking down with people on it, if it's a constant like maintenance thing. That so, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Got got something a, a little nicer. Uh, found something in Colorado, flew out, picked it up on February 29th of 2020 and drove it back and had that goal of St. Patrick's Day. You, you, you brought it back, you get it wrapped, you get it all cleaned up, right? You get it. Ready to go. I mean, none of us know that this whole pandemic thing is coming, right? And so, I was literally rolling my eyes. Like we had company meetings and they're like, we're planning for the pandemic. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And that was right about the same time. Yeah. And then the world changed. So when the pandemic hit and when things started shutting down there, I mean, really on St. Patrick's Day, that's when the bars got hit, man. That's nothing. Everything shut down. Like that was pretty much the day. Like what? What did you do? Because you yeah. couldn't obviously operate. Yeah. So I had already uh, networked and partnered with my Salt Lake partners at that point. And they knew about me and were excited about me. And at that, from that point on, it was really about supporting them, especially in the, the beginning of the pandemic. So I would drive the bus down and I would try to do as much social media stuff as I could to stir up my own sort of following. But really it was to, at the same time more to support them and get people to go to the breweries as well as going to the breweries myself, checking in with a partner, seeing, Hey, is there anything I can do? Like, I know some of you are new and don't necessarily like it's you doing everything. You're the brewmaster. You're the this, you're the that. You need a grunt man, like volunteering myself for whatever anyone needed if they needed anything and just trying to be there to for their support and get the word out. Were you able to 
use the bus at all? I mean, what what kind of obstacles did you come across? Did you um, have the ability to take anyone to the breweries with you? Or did you kind of just go help support them? And like, what was kind of your initial phase? It was me for a long time because I couldn't have people on the bus. That's what I was curious about. Breweries weren't open or if they were, it was to go only. Uh, So we had the eventual idea of the intention was to start the business in Salt Lake because there's just more people there and uh, the conventions and all that sort of stuff, get into following and then start doing stuff up in Ogden as well to get people out of Salt Lake and up to Ogden and Ogden down to Salt Lake, vice versa. But a lot of the breweries in Salt Lake still weren't open uh, for actually being in the facility just to go only, but Ogden was. So I started, we started to transition and was like, okay, we'll start in Ogden because all of the breweries up there were open at that time. And then COVID hit some of the establishments up here and they had to close back down. So then I was back to square one. It was this year, 2020 was a lot of hurry up and wait. Uh, We did get some tours, uh, which was good. A few public tours, smaller, uh, but most of them that we have had have been private tours so far. I mean, it's it's probably hard to even just get people to want to take tours in general right now, right? Like, because I mean, I know how it is even for Chrissy and I, right? We're not thinking of doing those things right now. Not that we would love to go do it, but that's not... Well, and even, even if they're brain. available right now, it's kind of hard to find the information about things that you can go do. Yeah, true. There's that too. Yeah. And everyone from from my experience, for the most part, are would rather just err on the side of caution. Sure. Uh, which I totally get in right. 100% support. I mean, even one of my brewery partners, he's done before we even started uh, and were operational uh, he wanted to take it and a lot all the other kind of breweries as well, like the staff and the owners wanted to come on the tour to give feedback. And they haven't done it because they're like, eh, like, we'll wait. Like, I was yeah, talking to yeah. one like, recently. He asked his wife, he's like, let's do it. Yet. She's like, eh, I want to, but so I get it. Yeah, that's a tough thing. But like, what what have you done to kind of overcome that and continue moving on through the year? Uh, so I started working at a coffee shop just for my own sanity sake and for just to like get out of the house, some sort of income. Uh, otherwise, it's just kind of hurry up and wait. And I think once things do get back to some level of normalcy, the suspicion from kind of everyone is that I'm going to be more busy than I know what to do with. I think that's very true because I'm like, okay, can we hurry up and go now? Yeah. <laughs> like it would be really neat. I mean, Chris and I were, so people like us were, we're an older married couple with four kids and we would love to be able to go to do bar crawls and all things like that when everything is is back open and normal. It's not quite as realistic for a lot of people like us. So something like what you're doing seems like the perfect opportunity for a lot of us who have felt very stuck at home and overly adulting this year to be able to go out and have some fun and and not have to really worry or take too long. You know what to expect. 
Yeah, and with the uh, the private tours, kind of adds a lot another layer of that. It's you. It's your who you want to socialize and go out with, uh, and especially right now, I'm I'm seeing a lot more of that. But you also get the perks of well, I do you want to. Your tour. What music do you want? What do you want for this? What do you want for that? Um, potentially can pick the locations you go to, and I can pick you up and drop you off at a specific. So everyone's going to meet at someone's house. I can pick you up and drop you off there, versus having to get downtown and meet at one of the front runner stops, uh, whether it's Ogden or. And then everyone's find a place to park. All right, it's that time of the podcast. We're going to take just a couple of minutes and tell you about one of our awesome sponsors, utahmarijuana.org. We've been talking about them for weeks now, Chrissy. Uh, Yeah, because they're awesome. And I hope everybody's going out and getting their medical cards. Hey, utahmarijuana.org is your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I want to give a shout out to my co-host on my other podcast, Tim Pickett. You guys remember him from back in episode 420. Now I'm doing another podcast with him, Utah in the Weeds, but he's the guy behind utahmarijuana.org. Such a great website. Go check it out. Their team of medical cannabis experts, they make getting your medical card super easy from your very first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. And I want to tell you that, yes, they're amazing at helping you go through the process and initially get your card just like I did recently, but I'm actually really excited for my follow-up. Like I cannot wait to go back and sit down with a doctor who helped me so much. She gave me great advice, told me a book to get, and uh, there she really is going to help me narrow down exactly what will work for me. And I can talk about all my experiences, what's worked, what hasn't. And you, they're your friend. They're your guide to help you through that process. And right now, they're offering an exclusive discount just for listeners of this podcast. If you use the code GREEN25, this is going to give you $25 off your first visit, so it's going to save you some money. It's going to tell them that you're a listener of this podcast and that you're wanting to support this podcast while you're getting your medical card. And if you're in the West Valley City area, check this out. They have a location for you. It's 3615 West, 1987 South, Building 8 in West Valley City. So depending on where you're at in the valley, they have a location for you. Go check out the website. Give them a call. Isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. So are you doing private tours right now for, for smaller groups that are interested in doing it? Yeah, absolutely. We I actually just had one uh, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. I don't know. Time is all relative right now. Had one. It was a birthday party that had kind of gotten rescheduled a few times due to the different government mandates and everything we, ha- we had to postpone. But they did it. And like you were saying, people who have adulted too much and just wanted to get out and have a good time. I think that was this group. Uh, and they went out and had a good time for sure. Uh, <laughs> How is it being the designated driver for a bunch of, I would say we're all a bunch of children who were forced <laughs> to take care of things later in life. <laughs> and then get a few drinks in them, right? Yeah. And then get a few drinks in them. And you basically have a bus full of toddlers. Uh, luckily, there are children that have been uh, potty trained. Let's put it that way. Like they, <laughs> they, they know right and wrong. Uh, to the point, they'll, they'll push the limits 
but they're they're still uh, adults in the end. Uh, I mean, I had, I had a bachelor party, and those guys got pretty wild, but at the same time, were real respectful. Like they had brought monster energy drinks on the bus and they want to make sure it didn't tip over and spill on the floor and then they're also doing pull-ups and just being <laughs> we're not animals we're just children yeah, yeah. totally so, totally uh, it's been good and i just try to like let everyone have a good time and encourage them having a good time and be ridiculous and be a smart ass and i kind of judge the group depending on who i have some groups want to are really just interested in craft beer and want to know details and information and history. And I'll try to give them that sort of experience to whatever level I can. And other people just want to get shit faced and have me drive them around and play music real loud. And I can do that as well. So that sounds really fun. How many people can fit on the bus? How many people does your bus hold? Uh, 14. 14. That's not bad. Yeah. That's a good group. That is yeah, a good so group. I wanted it to be smaller and more intimate. And uh, the idea is to like, especially in Salt Lake, to personalize the brewery tour. In Salt Lake, for the public tours, you fill out a survey. What styles of beer do you like? And it could be three different groups of couples that or more that are on a tour. And based off of everyone's survey, I will determine where we go for that tour. So do you do a survey before every tour to see what the entire group of people are interested in? Uh, yeah. At the booking process for Salt Lake, there's a survey asking the styles of beer. I don't so know. if it's, um, you like ciders, we're going to Mountain West, uh, hands down. Uh, you like sours, we're probably going to Toasted Barrel and Shades. Uh, you like a stout and it's August, well... Keto's always has a stout and depending on what other people have at that time of year. Uh, so I'll cater it to the beer style preferences. Very cool. That is very cool. What would you give uh, like, let's say, cause this is your first business, like entrepreneur business adventure, right? Like, is this your first time doing something like this? Something like this. I've done some consulting before when I was okay. in Colorado. Uh, I did some consulting. I'd worked for a company that. Oh, worked with a bunch of general contractors and I kind of cleaned up the program that I was with the company I was working for. And the general contractors were like, Hey, can you help us make our business run like this and just kind of be guiding? So uh, at that point, I knew I was going to be moving back to the East Coast. I'm from New Hampshire and I knew I was going to move back to New Hampshire like a year or two later. So I said, screw it and quit and started my own thing. It was called consulting for my friends and GCs. So, so what advice um, based off of all that? And this is kind of a, a, a unique business adventure that you're on. Let's say somebody listening is starting a new business of their own and they're looking for like a few tips. I mean, is there a piece of advice you would give them or, yeah. or anything? Which is actually hugely common yeah. this past year. Yeah, Most a lot of people, people are, we're all starting to branch out because we're realizing nothing is truly stable. Be nimble. So there's going to be, you can do all the research in the world and think that you're prepared and things are going to come up, uh, whether it's, business things or licensings or extra things that you need or a pandemic that comes and hits and uh, whatever it is, just kind of be nimble, be diligent, hang in there. 
if if your idea and concept and model is solid, just keep going. Perfect so you here. mentioned you're from New Hampshire. What brought you to yeah. Utah? What brought you out this way? Uh, the snow, really. I knew, love New Hampshire, New England, uh, New Hampshire's greatest state in the union. My mom grew, or my mom was born in New Hampshire. She grew up in New Jersey, but oh, nice. born in New Hampshire. So that that's points, right? Colorado. I lived in Colorado for a couple of years and then moved back east. Basically, I moved back east right when real estate went through the roof. So I kind of kicked myself in the ass for that. And it was just getting expensive back east. So I'm like, I can't afford Colorado anymore. I hear Utah's nice. So you don't have any family here or anything, do you? Uh, I have some extended family that uh, before I came out here, I probably hadn't seen in 15 plus years. Like I knew they existed, but that that was kind of it. So once I came out here, they really have become family and it's been great to, to have that. But when I went to Colorado, I had nothing, knew no one and was kind of my thing here. I knew a couple of people from from Tesla because they have a corporate office here and I have some friends through that. So at least I, I knew some people here uh, and then my extended family as well. So I got, got pretty lucky. Let's uh, actually, before I forget, we need to mention you're doing like a GoFundMe, right? To, uh, to uh, yeah, raise some, offset some of our startup costs. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about this. So with our super conservative model, we would have had our startup costs, paid off and, and everything at this point. So when we had started, we did some like 0% line of credit uh, to get everything going. And then also got the bus loan and, and everything as well, instead of just buying something cheaper outright. So the GoFundMe is to try and offset some of those startup costs, because really all we've done is continue to spend money this whole time. I haven't had a month that's been in the green, everything's been in the red. And new businesses are, are going to be that way. Your first year is usually not necessarily in the green. Uh, but where we were a lower overhead thing, we should have been okay and at least gotten that done. So we're coming up on our year and, and trying to just see if we can get some help from the community so we're not getting hit with a bunch of fees and how can people find the GoFundMe? Because I was I'm on your website right now, and I swear there was a link on it on your website. Yeah, when you first go on to the website, it pops up. Oh, so like but if you, you X out of page, oh, it's a, uh, okay, okay. So the video pops up when you first go on, and that'll bring you there. Uh, also, there's a link in our Instagram bio as well to go to it. So. Okay. And I'll put that link at IamSaltLake.com, the link directly for the GoFundMe. I mean, obviously as well as the website, but that way people can, can get there. Um, I appreciate it. You know, cause I mean, I think it's important, especially right now. I mean, there's, there's businesses closing, there's businesses, you know, you be going out of business, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's important for us to support people like, oh, like yourself. I mean, cause yeah. it's people like you that make Salt Lake what it is. Right. So yeah, and I, I've seen kind of the generosity of Utah and Salt Lake towards this industry already. Grid City, who's not a direct partner of ours, but someone who we have worked with, 
they were supposed to have the same soft opening as us. And they then had to kind of change their business model and direction. And they spent, they had a bunch of money to build this big, beautiful facility. Uh, and then they had to spend it, some of it to do other things for canning and pay their staff and, and things of that nature. Uh, but they have a rooftop deck in Salt Lake that's dog friendly. Who doesn't want that? And with being a brand new brewery, they were able to raise the funds to get that done. So they raised a whole bunch of funds without having a previous following before this pandemic by the people who would come in and and to be able to give them that. So um, after seeing that and everything else, and I see it a lot this year, especially with the pandemic of just communities kind of helping the people that are out there. So it doesn't hurt to ask. So why not ask? And if we raise more than than our $10,000 goal, um, we're just going to continue to invest in the business and do things to better the experience. Um, like I would love to upgrade the suspension and put an air ride system in there. But I've essentially been advised, don't waste your money on a cheap system. They're like, we can take your money, but it's not going to help. But the the system that goes in it is the same that's in fire trucks and ambulances because it's such a big vehicle. And that's over $10,000 on its own. Just the like equipment, not even installed. Wow. But outdoor speakers, underglow, add a beard to the bus, you know. <laughs> do things to increase the experience for the users as much as possible. So where do you see this going, man? Like in like let's say five year five years, where do you see it going? Your five year plan? Uh so what would be great is I'm busier than I know what to do with. Uh, potentially get another bus or uh, maybe some smaller vehicles as well. I'd love to expand it to go up to, into the mountains and offer stuff direct at ski resorts. That Those are whole other loopholes. Park City is a question that's asked of me a lot, um, not something that is on the roadmap for any time in the near future, but potentially Park City is its own animal, basically. Now, just out of curiosity, why why did why didn't you decide to go to Park City versus like you decided to go to Ogden? Uh, so Ogden has three breweries in Ogden and okay. now four. So when I first did it, they were three, and now there's four. So I can stick with the similar model. And I live in the Ogden area, so uh, there, my my heart is close to all of my partners. But if I'm gonna go out on a I want a beer on a Wednesday. I'm not driving down to Salt Lake. I'm I'm gonna stay in my own neighborhood. So, and I wanted to try to help Ogden as much as possible. Very cool. Very cool. What? Uh, let's find out a little bit about Josh. I, you know, we got a couple of questions. We like to find out about the people that are kind of behind these businesses. What are some of your other hobbies and interests when you're not drinking beer and when you're not driving people around in this uh, brewery bus? Uh, basically anything outdoors. Uh, I ride bikes. I have a single speed road bike that I actually used in a mini triathlon and kicked ass in, which, which was pretty awesome. Uh, mountain bike, I ski, I snowboard. Um, this past year got a rooftop tent for the truck. So trying to get into some of the overlanding stuff, uh, kayak, just a great state to enjoy all of those things. 
For yeah, sure. you do you do it all, it sounds like. Yeah, you this do is it. this is the perfect state if you're outdoorsy. <laughs> Listen, we actually have a few Salt Lake City related questions that we ask everybody that comes through here, Jeff. So I'm gonna ask you these questions. You're talking about outdoorsy Utah, so it made me think of these questions. When you when you have family and friends that visit you, which I'm sure you do, especially since you're from out of state in Denver. And they're like, give us the tour, show us around. I mean, where where do you take people? I mean, I've heard so many different answers from, you know, uh, uh, hikes or the mountains or a downtown or certain places, buildings. I don't know. What's what's the Josh tour? Get on the bus. Yeah, so, get I mean, on the bus. It depends on how long they're they're staying out. But if they come up to my house and they're they're spending some time north of Salt Lake and with me. I almost always bring people over to Powder Mountain, which is funny because I've never skied Powder Mountain because my pass is at Snow Basin. But I bring them up there to for the view. Just go out to that overlook road off to the side where they're building all those new establishments and wait for a clear day and bring them up there. And nothing beats that for the convenience and what you get. It's always the most breathtaking thing and people talk about afterwards. So that, that is always my go-to. What about uh, favorite local eating spots? It's another question we ask everybody that comes through here, it, you know, just cause especially Christine and I, we always look for new recommendations, but I'm sure our listeners would love to find out where Josh O'Neill likes to uh, eat at in, in the area. And I know you mentioned even you're closer to Ogden. So what are some places even up that way, man? Yeah. So in, in Ogden, I've, uh, when Rooster's B Street opened, that kind of had become our go-to. And then we we kind of bounced between there and Utah. And now that Ogden River has opened, now now we have kind of three, three uh, breweries that have food to choose from. So kind of bounced between there. But Rooster's B Street was, was our, our go-to kind of before the pandemic because they just had the space and their naughty Brussels sprouts are just to die for. So Now, another question we ask people is like, what would they change about Salt Lake City? Now, I know you're not in Salt Lake, so let's even just say Utah. What would you change about Utah if you could? Is, is there anything or maybe you're fine the way it is? Uh, coming from out of state, Utah has some weird uh, laws and <laughs> rules for sure. And especially what are you being, talking about? Uh, We're so normal. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The church seems to be so involved, in and that—that's a big kind of struggle for me, and and in general. But uh, in regards to the brewery and beer scene, uh, I know that Utah just raised their limit to five percent, which is good. But I think we're the only state that still has a limit. So it kind of speaks to our brewers that they can make such good beer and a lot of them are offering it on draft and at that 5%. So it definitely speaks to our brewers and, and everything out here. But it would really just open things up to just get rid of it. Like, why why are we still on this? Um, and from my understanding, I think it was Epic had put some things up a while ago talking about how with this 5% stuff, uh, when they changed that, they ended up taxing the breweries and stuff more. And oh, wow. it's just, it's a step, but it's like, let, let's just move beyond this. So. It's like not quite a full step. 
It's like, when can we grow up a little bit here in Utah, right? When can we be adults? We're, we're, we're past the teenage stage here. Yeah, I know uh, Ross talked about it on the Bewilders podcast that you guys did with him. You go anywhere else, the craft beer scene is so ingrained in the community to the point if you're in Boston and you have four kids and often it might be like small children and infants that they're carrying around around the brewery, the kids can be kids or you can have your kids with you while you're adulting and responsibly. Um, people aren't going out as parents with kids to these breweries getting hammered type of deal. But uh, breweries in my, from my experience hasn't always, isn't really about that. The people that you meet at breweries are great. The experiences that you have, it's a different type of scene than at a bar. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I really, I don't know. I'm, I'm holding out optimism that Utah will eventually realize it's totally cool, man. Let's get rid of the, uh, what's it called? The curtain. Oh, the, the, the Zion curtain. Zion curtain. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Dude, you got a, you got a great story, man. Yeah. You got a, you got a pretty cool story. Like with this whole bus thing. I mean, I really hope nothing but success for you. I mean, and we're definitely, I mean, we should do like an, I am Salt Lake I was thinking that we need like a we need like a Patreon specific yeah. I am Salt Lake tour. Like all of our Patreon supporters, get on the bus. Let's go. Yeah. Get, let's go have some drinks. Yeah, but that's yeah, um, eventually when things are back to normal. We actually with the uh, bus wrap design, we left spaces to have advertising and let people market uh, their businesses on the on the bus. So the goal is to have some of our breweries and things on there, but which almost happened right before the pandemic. So I'm glad that it didn't, that I didn't take away some of those funds, but someday. Very cool. Yeah. Now, how can, uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you, man? Like what's, let's give all the website, all the social media, like let's, let's uh, give all that information. Uh, so beardbus.com. So beer that you would drink with a D bus.com uh, and at beardbus on both Facebook and Instagram. Very cool. And I'll put all those links at IamSaltLake.com with this episode on the website. So that way people are driving, you didn't write it down, just go check it out at IamSaltLake.com. Now, Josh, is there anything, I mean, first of all, thank you for for taking some time out of your evening thank and you. sitting down with us and, and recording with us. I mean, is there anything that you want to say or, or, or talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about? I know we kind of just skimmed the surface with everything, but what uh, is, is there anything you wanted to talk about? Why, why the microphone's hot here? Uh, n- not really. I, I'm just glad to see another bearded wonder on the on the other side of the screen. You know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of respect over there. So yeah, I know. I feel spoiled. Yeah, I'm like, you, I got two beards. You know, sometimes I forget Dude. about it. You know, when wearing those masks all the time, I forget I have a beard, and it's just been a it's been a wild year of forgetting I have a beard because that is weird because I, I don't see it a lot for you guys when you're going out and about. People probably don't even know that you have a beard. Yeah, so. And then I actually, you know, a few weeks ago, I burnt it on the stove. I didn't realize it was long enough to get down into the stove. stove, And and so I was, I was making something on the stove, uh, and, and and probably for a kid, I thought my beard went up in flames. So I need to get it cleaned up a little bit there, but, uh, yeah, man. Uh, go check out the website. Everybody listening, go hire Josh. Let him let him take you on a tour of, of all the breweries. And we have Chrissy gives us a final question. I'm going to let her ask you the final question, Josh. Thank you again for, for doing the podcast. And 
We'll have to bring you back through and see what see what you're yeah, up to. You I know, can't when, wait when to things see. get back to normal a little bit. It'll it'll be really cool to see how when we can start doing things a little bit more frequently, how how you will expand and what you'll be doing. Yeah, do, cool. do a do a follow up episode with with everyone. Have a sweet vinyl come on and bewilder. Oh my gosh, like a a post COVID. Oh, <laughs> I love that idea. That's such a good idea. Yeah, we yeah, all know okay. together, so we'll just well, have one. There's party. the advice. <laughs> I love it. This honestly, though, before I ask my final question, I know I'm ranting, but this year has been really exciting for the reason that it's been really cool to talk to people like you ha- who have the world kind of forced everybody to stop. And some of you have really jumped on it and pursued your dreams. And it's been really neat to see entrepreneurs like you thrive during this time. And and it just goes to show that, you know, if you really, really want to do something, you can just keep, just keep at it. Like it's, it's really cool. And, and I know Chris said, thanks, but I'm super grateful for your story too. And okay. So now I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, if you could leave our listeners with a piece of advice or a life motto, what would you tell them? Uh, don't give up, uh, especially as, as you just kind of alluded with this year. It's it's one of those. Uh, it seems like one battle after another, after another, after another. But if you believe in what you're doing, just just keep going. And what's great is I'd had a lot of my partners kind of tell me that and kind of reassure me that I was trying to be positive and stay positive. Um, Sometimes you get a little run down and it's it's hard to to continue having that perspective, but they've all given me the same sort of thing. So kind of reassuring that what I'm doing is the right thing and we'll we'll get there eventually. So that that's what I'd say to someone else, like stick it out. Hey, thanks again to Josh O'Neill for joining us on this episode of the podcast, episode four hundred and sixty-seven. All of the links that we talked about on this episode can be found on our website. So if you didn't get a chance to write them down, if you want to connect with him on Facebook, if you want to take his tour bus out and say, take it out for a night in the town, you and go have a girl's night out 13 other people. Cause like you said, he can fit 14 people on the bus. It's a great family activity. Once you're over 21, <laughs> go, uh, go reach out to him. I am saltlake.com slash four, six, seven for episode 467. All the episodes are there online. And while you're on the website, I can guarantee if you're listening right now, you have not listened to all the previous episodes. There's got to be 20 or 40 of them that you haven't listened to, right? Oh, absolutely. There's no way anyone's listened to all of them, except for you. And if I've listened to all of them multiple times. I know. Good for you. You really know the people of Salt Lake. (laughs) Hey, but connect with us. Connect with the community. We have a Facebook group. I am saltlake.com slash Facebook. We'll take you to the Facebook group. Let's get all the listeners over there. Let's Come hang out with us. Talk to us. Come talk to the community. I'd love to We're know your lonely. thoughts we want more friends. on this uh, episode. And uh, become a supporter, Patreon supporter. Yeah. Patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake. These are, uh, you know, the frontline folks. They It's kind of like an ongoing Kickstarter where they kick on over a dollar or two kind of helps keep the podcast going. Right, Chrissy? That's right. It's our little, it's our little podcast family circle. But uh, anything else you want to talk about on this episode or should we wrap this week up? You know... I am probably going to fairly wrap up soon to go back into my home office slash toddler room where I get to pick up a lot of coloring pictures that we've been printing all day. (laughs) (laughs) I did want to throw that in there. Toddlers are expensive. They make you buy ink. Yeah. So you guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city this week. Support local. And we're going to see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy.